In this video, I want to give you a basic overview of delegation because it's something that a lot of people have trouble with, especially if they're new to management or new to running their own business. If you've always been an employee, if you always had people telling you what to do, then actually putting yourself in a position where you have to tell other people what to do can be problematic. So I want to cover that in this video. Now, too often, people think that they have to do everything. They have to do everything at home. They've got to do all the cooking. They've got to do all the cleaning. They've got to look after the kids. They've got to take them to school, bring them home, etc., etc. And they think they've got to do everything at work or in their business. So they've got to develop their own products. They've got to provide the services. They've got to deal with the clients. They've got to handle all the administrative tasks like answering correspondence or doing the books and so on. But you have to bear in mind, there are only 24 hours in a day. So accept that you can't do everything. It's just not physically possible. And cutting down your workload means that you have more time to devote to each task. You don't do as much, but you've got more time to do it in, which means that you can get a better quality result. OK, so ask yourself, am I the only person who can do this? Does this have to be done 100% by me? Am I the best or most qualified person to do this? Now, if the answer is yes, then you have to make sure that you have sufficient time to do it. If the answer is no to any of those questions, then the task should be delegated. Now, there are two types of delegation. The most common one, the one that most people think of when you hear the word delegate, is to people, to get somebody else to actually do the job for you. But you can also delegate to processes. Now, when it comes to delegating to people, you can delegate to employees or to subordinates. Now, I'll talk more about this in a moment. Or you can outsource by the task or by the job. Now, outsourcing is a fairly recent phenomenon, but basically what it means is that you hire somebody by the job or by the hour to perform a task for you in return for a fee. And it's like having a temporary member of staff, but quite often you can outsource to people who are in other countries, so they're working while you're asleep. And in most countries, you just simply pay the fee. You don't have to get involved with things like payroll taxes or pension contributions or that sort of thing. So you don't have a lot of the red tape that goes with hiring a full-time or part-time member of staff. Now, that's in most countries. In some countries, you do, but it does vary. Some good outsourcing sites to look on are Upwork, which you can find at upwork.com. This used to be called Elance which you may have heard of under that name. Then there's freelancer.com. And similar to Elance, you simply hire people by the job. If you have a small job to do, or it's just a one-off, then you might look at Fiverr, which is fiverr.com, Fiverr with two R's. 
And what this site does is you have lots of people who sell their services for $5 or multiples of $5, 5 US dollars. And so if you just have a simple one-off job, like you need a logo or something like that, then Fiverr is a good place to look at. Now, one thing that you might want to do as you get more and more business, as your business grows, uh, is to actually hire people to work for you on the payroll, either full or part-time. And when you do this, you can actually start to build a team that you can work with over and over again. Because while outsourcing has um, a lot of advantages, it does have some disadvantages too, insofar as you might not need to hire this person on a regular basis, but they might not want to work for you on a regular basis either. They might not be available. They might have other clients and so on. So having your own team, having people who work exclusively for you is always a good idea. And when you do that, then you're leveraging their time and their expertise to help build your business. And you don't have to build the team right away. You can build it up slowly, hiring people as and when you need it. So let's say, for example, if you look at this picture here, let's say you're the boss. The first person you want to hire will probably be an assistant to uh, help you do stuff that you don't have time to do. Uh, maybe he or she has some skills that you don't have and you can incorporate those into your business. And you just want someone to basically share the workload. Then, of course, you want to start hiring other people to do other tasks to free up time for you. So you'd want to perhaps get someone to uh, handle the accounts. Uh, you might want to get somebody else to uh, liaise with customers so that you don't have to. You might want to get someone else in to help the product development and help so you can come up with the idea for the product. You can come up with the vision and then you hand that over to somebody else to actually make it happen. So you can, as I once heard it described, be working on your business while your team are working in your business. Now, apologies to any ladies watching this video who uh, might think I was being very stereotypical in that last slide by having the boss as a man and all the assistants as women. But uh, unfortunately, that was the best picture I could find that could illustrate the point. I am fully aware that lots of women run businesses and have men as their assistants. It's just the way that it turned out. Now, of course, it doesn't have to be in your business life that you can hire people to work for you. For example, you can hire a nanny to look after your children. You know, you can uh, get someone to pick them up from school and that sort of thing or to look after them during the day while you're at work. And of course, you can also hire someone to do your cleaning or to mow your lawn and that sort of thing. So that frees up more time for you to concentrate on the things that really matter. Now, a few pointers when it comes to delegating to people. First of all, be sure to set a realistic and reachable deadline for any delegated work that you distribute. And this is particularly important if you're outsourcing or one of those outsourcing sites that uh, I showed you earlier on. You want to make sure that uh, the person that you are going to be outsourcing to has the time to do a good job for you. 
You also want to make sure that the delegation is fair and balanced and that it's workable for the person to whom that you've delegated the task. You should always be specific about what you want done when you delegate work so as to avoid any confusion and to make sure that you achieve the desired results. So you want to give quite specific instructions as to what you want so that people are under no illusion, uh, there's no misunderstanding. It's always best to get this sort of stuff straight at the beginning because it avoids any misunderstandings later on. And when you're delegating, you should be very clear about the purpose of the work that you're delegating and what kind of results you expect. You should beware of delegating without instructions as it can cause chaos, confusion and poor work quality. You know, if people don't know what you want, how can they give it to you? And if you lack the time to give the person complete and explicit instructions, then you may want to give the work to a person who can manage it with little interaction from you. So someone who's got a lot of experience, someone you've worked with before, perhaps. And this will keep you from micromanaging and will free you up to be more productive. Something else that you should do is always allow the person to whom you delegated to be creative in their work. You know, Simply look for and expect quality results without dictating step by step on how the project is to be run. Because when you do that, this negates the whole purpose of delegating and it can also cause undue stress. You know, or to put it simply, find the right person to do the job, satisfy yourself that they're up to the job and then leave them alone to get on with it. And uh, that's the best way of doing it. One thing that you should do, though, is to devise a system to report back to you, and this can either be online or via a third party, to receive feedback. And this keeps you from being constantly interrupted during the day. Now, delegating to people isn't the only way to delegate. As I was saying earlier on, you can delegate to processes. Now, the sort of uh, processes that I'm talking about are things like autoresponders to handle sending emails. So if you have a newsletter or some other type of correspondence that goes out, you can use an autoresponder to send it out automatically at a certain time or on a certain day. And that means that you're not constantly having to email them from your desktop. Uh, there's accounting software. Uh, that's a good process to uh, um, to delegate to, especially if your business hasn't reached the point where you can hire someone to do the books. So you don't have to write everything down. And you don't have to uh, have all the columns and ledgers and so on. You can just simply enter in the information and the software will collate it and do things like uh, format your tax return and that sort of thing. You can also delegate to WordPress and WordPress plugins. WordPress has um, come a long way since its early days when it was a rather clunky blogging platform. Whereas now you can get all sorts of themes for WordPress. So you can um, do a really nice looking website without having to hire a web designer or to design it yourself. You can get plugins, all sorts of different plugins. You can get shopping cart plugins and uh, all sorts of things to turn your WordPress site into a fully functioning website at very little expense. And without you having to actually uh, do all the coding yourself.
And of course, you can delegate to voicemail to answer your calls. Now, when you're going to delegate to a process, there are a few pointers that you need to bear in mind. First of all, make sure whatever system you choose is fit for purpose and get one that will grow with your business. You know, it's hard to make changes later if you're tied into a particular system. But of course, once you've started delegating, uh, you'll find that it does become quite contagious. The amount of delegating you do is going to be up to you. It's up to what you're comfortable with and, of course, how much you can afford. 